Welcome everyone to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek, the original series, season 3, episode 16, it is called The Mark of Gideon. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. What's, what's, what, what else uses the word Gideon? I feel, I feel like... Uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Yes. There's something else... Because I, I almost made the joke about it last episode when we found out the title for this one. What about Gideon Malik? What's, what's Gideon Malik from? Shield? That sounds right. That sounds, sounds right. familiar. And then, of course, you've got Gideon Falls, the comic. A lot, lot of Gideons these days. Ah, Shield. That's, that's, a lot of Gideons going around. Gideons all over the place. That's, of course, is not today, though. This is 1968 or whatever it is. So, you know, this is, this is, this is time. Old, old Gideon, yes. So, yeah, so this episode is about a, a planet. It's, so, so the Enterprise has come at this planet that's not really had much uh, relations with the Federation, and they're very private, they don't allow visitors, but they've allowed one. They're going to let Kirk down to talk to them. Just Kirk, no one else. And they show up, and it's a, bit, a little bit, okay, all right, a little bit shady. Well, not shady, but, you know, like, you, know, you don't like your captain to go down with any, without any security or backup or anything like that, but he, he goes down, but something weird happens. And he actually ends up in the Enterprise again. Like, he beams to an Enterprise. Except this Enterprise is empty. And he's on his own. Except one... And he's, lo- and he's lost a little bit of time. And he's lost, lost seven minutes, I think, was the exact number. He's lost seven minutes of his time. And he's got an injury on his arm. And then he runs into one other person, which is a woman. Which I actually kind of rolled my eyes a little bit. I was like, oh, of course, a woman. Yes, okay. Kirk's a ladies' man. He's going to wear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's what's going to happen. Um, meanwhile... Spock and Korlick, but where did the captain go? Because you know the, the the ambassador from Gideon, like you know, calls back up, says, "Hey, where's the captain coming? He's not here." And like, oh, that's uh, that's odd. Uh, can we come down and search? No, 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 that's against our rules. We agreed for one person, um, and this will only cause more trouble. So Spock's trying to get through to them, whilst trying to test their own equipment and find out what happened to the captain. And that's what that's what kind of the two plot lines of the episode as they go along. So I'll ask the question, Carr, did you enjoy the Mark of Gideon? I didn't hate it. <laughs> Not did I. There, there There's was... a lot of really good ideas in there. <laughs> There's a trend this part of the season. Um... No, there's some fun stuff. I like the the mystery of wait, he's in the Enterprise, but it's empty. Did he go into a different dimension? But that's that's that's, the, that's your first thought, right? Yeah. Watching a sci-fi show, yeah, it's like definitely. oh, he's entered an alternate dimension where no one else is there. It's just whatever. Um, and then, then the obvious solution is that the Gideon, like you know, ch- cancels cancellors, ch- counselors, chancellors. That's the word I'm looking for. The chancellors. Counselors was the right word. Was was the right word? Okay, I I try to say chancellor though. I was I was I couldn't remember the title exactly, but the the obvious the obvious answer is that they're just lying, and this, this is something they have done, and that turns out to be the case. And there's actually some really good visuals there. There's the first moment that you see the idea that they're not just out in space on another ship, where it's on the the actual big the viewfinder on the on the bridge. You see all these creepy faces watching and observing Kirk and the and the girl, and you're like, yeah. oh, this is that's kind of a cool I- visual. I think the problem is, at least to what is, is maybe my biggest problem in the episode, mm. is I can't understand why the people on Gideon tell, you know, the Enterprise that, that Kirk hasn't arrived. Yeah, I don't get that either. It's weird. Because if they had never told Spock and Co. that the captain never arrived... They'd never be going, oh, we're going to come down there. Yeah. I mean, sure, eventually they might think it's suspicious that they hadn't heard back from the captain, but they'd have some time. Yeah. 
and they might not think it's that suspicious. He's going down to do a meeting. He might just not contact while, while the meeting's on. You know, might be seen as rude. Oh sure, but you know, eventually, like there's a, there's a, there'll, there'll be a point where it's oh this is weird. Oh, it's been, it's eventually, been, yeah. It's it's been four hours and the captain's not called back up yet. <laughs> like yeah, you know, or it's been twelve hours if if they expect the meeting to go on a long time, whatever. But like eventually, yeah, yeah, but eventually, but not within the time frame of this episode. No, no, no. He's he's gone for like a couple hours this episode, if that. So yeah. You know, it's weird. I don't know why they tell Spock. I don't know why they call him up and say, "Hey, he's not here." Um, it's really just there to misdirect us, the audience, into thinking they don't know what's going on. Yeah, and that's a a real problem for me. Yeah, because... it's, it's cheap. Yeah, it is. It is. It's just there purely to try and trick us. It's not, it doesn't actually make sense that they they don't, they they call up. It, it's there because they were like, "Well, we need the rest of the crew to do something for the episode." Yeah. Yeah. And what you know, and what it is isn't too bad. Like Spock, like encountering this this brick wall of this this you know this council, these rules. Like no, you can't come down here and constantly try to like you know talk him into like no, just let me come down and search for the captain. And yeah, you know, and lots of being a very precise with the wordplay. Yeah, yeah, he's always trying to like worm his way out of things. And eventually, like, Scotty and Sulu or Chekhov or whoever on the bridge eventually get so frustrated because they want to try and help find the captain that they start just butting in. And like, t- just saying, oh, he's talking bullshit. You know, my, my equipment's working fine. You know, Scotty especially, we know he gets quite defensive of the Enterprise. He's very proud of her. And the the council just like, oh, I didn't quite understand what you said there, Mister Spock. Could you repeat that? Um, you know, he, he's very pompous. Like, he's he's ignoring the existence of the other people. How dare you speak to me? He doesn't quite say that, but that's kind of how he he acts on. Yeah. Um, and you know, having Spock go up against that wall, and you know, Spock actually making the choice to just disobey. Starfleet and say, "No, what? I'm going down." Starfleet are telling us not to. We have to obey the rules. I'm going down. Um, yeah. He doesn't let. He doesn't let McCoy do it though. McCoy wants to come with him. He's like, "No, no, no. I'm. I'm breaking this rule. I can only do that for myself. I'm not. I'm not ordering you to break the rules. Like, you don't have to order me to break the rule. I'm going to break the rule. <laughs> you know, because he's McCoy. Yeah. He, he's, he's willing to do it. Of but, course. Yeah. But Spock goes down and uh, Spock. I mean, actually, it almost makes Kirk feel like a bit more like an idiot because it's not like it's a parallel dimension where it's a, a, a an exact like duplication of the Enterprise. It, it's something they've built. It's just a physical place they've built. And Spock quite quickly sort of looking around, and he seems to just kind of get that there's something fishy about it, like immediately. Whereas Kirk, to be fair, I think he's kind of expecting something though, because okay. I, I think it is an exact replica, which is why they specifically requested the captain of the Enterprise because for whatever reason they had the Enterprise specs on hand yeah how that's a good question how did they have how, how did they have the information to create an exact replica to the point where a captain wouldn't recognise that something even if it's minute would, would be out of place yeah I, I don't have the answer to that one you know something like the colour of my chair's wrong oh wait what's going on something's fishy <laughs> I mean I don't know. This 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 is where the episode falls apart when you try and scrutinise it and you hold it up to judgment. It yes. just it becomes flimsy. It, it does become very flimsy. Uh, you know, you, you know, a lot of things could could give this away. And the woman claims to not know why she's here or where she's from. She claims to have never heard of Gideon, um, but she of course turns out to be the daughter of the the main counselor. And it turns out the reason why they've done this is because the population in Gideon is spiralling out of control because they don't have disease. They're, they're in such good health. And the lifespan is so long that they've become overcrowded to to an extent where the act the reason why they've got Kirk there is because he had meningitis when he was younger and you know he, he got cured he was fine but they want his blood so they can duplicate the virus and 
basically infect themselves and you know make themselves killable I mean, you know, so they'll start dying yeah. out. Yeah, and these are like where I like a lot of the ideas here is saying, okay, I overpopulation of the planet and the resources, and yeah. Kirk just doesn't get it. And you know, the council's like, no, this is this is a horror. Yeah, you know, we can't deal with this. You know, we can't sustain this. Yeah, and it's actually funny, like a show from this era, because it, it kind of tackles birth control um, during this conversation, where he's like, no, we, we people keep giving birth and. Kirk, Kirk flat out says, "Oh, there's ways to you know, you, you, there's contraception. There's ways that you can stop the, the the birth control from spiraling out of control." And the, the dude basically responds with, "Oh no, no, we believe believe life is precious. We would never hinder that." And like, you're overpopulating. <laughs> this, this is this is the direct thing that will help you, as opposed to just trying to kill the people who already exist, which seems a bit of an extreme. I don't know. I was I was getting some very almost unintentional satire of modern arguments for for birth control or against birth control um and i don't know how intentional that was or you know if if he's made it come across as a bit more reasonable than he is but all i could hear was oh no no, we shouldn't do this even though that would clearly solve the problem but i I think no i think it's a i think it is intentional because you know as as a rule you know we're on kirk's side yes and Kirk's the one suggesting this, and they go, "Now nah, that's stupid." So, we're, we're supposed to be with Kirk on that. Absolutely, and I think it's, and I actually think it's ballsy. I think it's the most ballsy thing. Well, maybe not the most ballsy, but it's definitely up there in terms, and on the level of ballsiness, it's up there in terms of the things that Star Trek tackled for its time period, right? Yeah. Like I, I was yeah, generally surprised when they started talking about contraception. I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> we're talking about that on Star Trek '66? What now?" <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was surprised. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fair point. Um, because it's not like... I mean, I don't even think the topic of casual sex has ever came up. <laughs> like, sure, no, I mean, it, it doesn't honestly, happen, but, you know... By this point uh, of the show, we're in, what, 69? I think so, yeah. Give or take. So we're, we're deep in the, you know, the free love hippie stuff. True, true, yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe it's a, a response... Yeah, yeah, it's a response to the critiques of that. It's like, yeah, teach safe sex well and tell everyone not to have sex at all. Which, yeah. you know, every time someone tries to do it, it never works because, let's face it, sex is just too appealing to just about everyone on the planet. Pretty much, yeah. So, they don't work. Uh, but, yeah, so so Kirk actually makes that argument. Um, yeah, the, the daughter plot kind of fell apart for me, though. I, I like... Because yeah. she's oh, I was hoping he'd fall in love with me and he'd want to stay and you know help us work with the planet. And, because like, Kirk, basically. Yeah, and like, no, why would he do that? And you know, we've had Kirk like basically have women fall for him like so easily, so many times now that now I just kind of roll my eyes and I just I'm not interested. Like, I'm just sick of it. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's just a trope. It's just a, it's you know, it's been a trope for a while. I mean, arguably, it's just a trope in general, really. But with Star Trek specifically. It's a very particular trope for Kirk. And at this point, it's like, yes. yeah, okay, we're, we're done. Um, and it'd be one thing if it was playful. Like, it'd be one thing if it was like, oh, he meets someone who kind of, like, you know, spars with him verbally a little bit and he always ends up having sex. But it's, it's always, like, treated like that. But it's always, no, 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 I'm in love with Kirk. Kirk, Kirk is the, the manliest man of the men and uh, I want him to stay and marry me and whatever. And, I mean, I'll give that one episode credit. It wasn't a great episode, but that one where he actually got married and then the wife got killed, that was actually kind of... A unique way of dealing with it. <laughs> it. It was different, yeah. It was different. I argue that. Um, but yeah, so no, odd. Um, also, I, th- I thought the way it ended was really weird because they yeah. don't 
they don't actually like solve the dispute with the counselors. Like basically at this point, Kirk is arguing that oh no, don't let your daughter die. Like this is not worth it. You can still solve this problem. She doesn't have to die. Even if you cure her, much like me, you'll still have the bl- the blood from her to then do what you want with it, and you know, yeah, whatever. And and his argument in response is no, 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 the the people need to see someone young die to prove it's possible. Which is which is bizarre in and of itself, but. Spock, you know, at this point he's been going through the fake Enterprise, and he ends up getting to the, the some of the guards who are basically in like, I mean, it's not it's not like the it's cloth, but it's very gimpy looking. I thought <laughs> it was just they're all in black with the 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 mask or the head. Yeah, it was it was far from the worst. Yeah. It, was, it was inoffensive. It was yeah, it was inoffensive, but it, it was like sort of. I mean, I'll give them credit. They, they they went cheap, but they picked cheap that at least didn't look tacky. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, Spock does his you know his old his old grip, and he gets to Kirk. And the episode literally just so Spock gets to him, and they're like, oh, three to beam up, and they grab the girl against the father's will, take her to the Enterprise. McCoy cures her, gets her up on her feet. Let's not forget, Spock gives the counselor a stern talking to. He's it, like, stop, stop arguing with me. I got enough problems to deal with from upper management already. <laughs> he does actually. He's like, enough of this shit. I'm going to be in trouble for doing this as it is. Uh, Might as well do what, do some more. And they bring her up to the Enterprise. McCoy cures her, and then she's she's thankful and she's grateful and she's like, okay, right, well, you know, don't you want to stay? And it, and the final scene is about her wanting him to stay, and then they beam her back down, and then the Enterprise just leaves in the credits roll. There's no actual resolution with the counselor at all. There's no like he yeah, understands no, what not. they're saying to him or. Like we see, and obviously the implication is, is that okay, much like Kirk said, she will still has the inner blood, so they can still do do the thing that way. Um, but it, it didn't actually convince them that no one had to die, so presumably they're just going to pick someone else to kill as soon as they leave. Yeah, yeah, but I guess uh, at the end of the day, their planet, their call, right? That's 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 how I, I imagine that's how the you know Federation Starfleet see it. It's like. Well, well, it's not really yeah. on us to interfere at that point. Yeah, but you're, but that's still how Star Trek works, though. They always convince them the better way at <laughs> the end, or yeah. or if they don't convince them by the better way, there'll be a dramatic point where we see them go through with it, and it'll be like a sad moment. You kind of like last episode where we ended on the yeah. dark note, and it's like this is still an ending. It's the it's the sad ending. It's the it's the, it's the bad ending, but it's still an ending. I felt like this is one just didn't really end. It was just I'll just leave, and there was no like. Like I felt like the the very least there should be a speech from Kirk lamenting how sad it'll be that they're going to go through with this and leave yeah. it on a down note like that. But it doesn't even do that. It's just like, ah, well, we're back to the Enterprise. Let's, off we go. It was weird. I don't know. I it, thought... it is pretty weird, yeah. Um, I can't I... argue with it. Like, like I said, this episode does not hold up to scrutiny. It's got some really good ideas and topics and themes. But I think, as I... soon as you try and look at it, and and it just it just falls apart. I think for me the moments work really well. Like I say, the creepy faces through the window work, um, especially when they open the the one you know window or not, not open the window because that's space. That's stupid. Well, they think it's space, not actually space. But you know what I mean. The the shutter comes up. Well, presumably they don't open. Yes, yeah. the point exactly. But you know they open the shutter to look outside. So like, here's the view, and it's just these people staring back at them. And I'm like, oh, that was a cool little moment. That was cool and creepy. And you know, Spock try to like argue with the the counselor about trying to let them down. Like I, I enjoyed the like the the just the just just him stalling Spock as much as he could with and try to be sly about it. Like and Spock just remaining calm while everyone else was freaking out. That was kind of fun. Like I, I think the actual 
up until the ending where it feels like it doesn't end properly, like the actual how do I put this? Like the 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 action within the scene, whether that's like a bit of dialogue, whether that's like a a debate or you know the mystery of like where, where are we or a creepy moment. Like the actual content of each scene on its own was pretty entertaining. But like you say, once you stop and think about how any of this works, or think about how it actually makes a point at the end, or lack thereof, it's like, oh, okay, it just falls apart. Yeah, it's 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 strange. It's it's, it's really unfortunate because, yeah, again, it's another one. I can see a great episode here. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, I wouldn't skip this one. I think it's worth watching. I think there's some fun stuff to be had here and questions raised. And like I say, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if. I, it, I, I think I think it says something. It's kind of like how when you watch a TV show where they never swear, and then all of a sudden, like three seasons in, they drop an f bomb, and it's like whoa! And like, you hear other shows drop f bombs all the time, but because you never hear it in this show, it's like whoa, f bomb! I think that's kind of like the contraception talk here. Like that, that I mean, that conversation wouldn't shock me in just about anything, but <laughs> but in Star Trek, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. You know, it was like whoa, okay, we're talking about this. So yeah. you know. Uh- but- I will say to to the episode's credit, last episode, you know, when we we looked at the, the IMDb, you mentioned how this one was a little bit lower. It was. It was. It was about a point or close to a point lower. I I don't think this is any worse than the last one. Um. It, it, I mean, as as yeah. an overall episode, when you when you try and like you know look at it as a whole, maybe you know because it kind of fails, but I think it's just as enjoyable, if not more so, than some of the last few. Okay, um, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd say it's more enjoyable. I'd, I'd say it wasn't. It wasn't the drop I was expecting, given that IMDb rain. Um, but hey, so yeah, we're we're in the sixties for the next little while. Just for the record, that's because we're in the sevens before. We're in the low sevens yeah. now. We're in the mid six sixties. Okay. Uh, no, like I, I think I think this is a better episode than the last one. That's fair. Um, sure. Yeah. Um, I do feel particularly strongly about it. I, I think they're maybe a bit even. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the the last one bored me, whereas this one, you know, like they say, individually in the scenes, they're pretty good. Yeah. So this has that going for it. Okay. All right. Okay, let's go. That's Star Trek. That's Mark Gideon. We'll be back next week with um, uh, with episode seventeen. So let us know what you thought of this one. The comments, like and subscribe, all that stuff. Of course, it would behoove us not to mention uh, patreon.com slash TV because you can go over there and you can support us and you can give us give us some of your monies. Uh, but specifically at the dollar tier, uh, you get these Star Trek episodes early as well as a few other things uh, and a couple of exclusive shows. And obviously, there's more the further you go up. But um, yeah, if you want to support us and keep us going, and that's one way of doing it. And of course, like and subscribing, commenting, um, sharing us on Twitter, that kind of thing. All of that helps too. So uh, you can do any of that. But that is us. So thank you very much for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching Star Trek, guys. And we'll see you next time.